this records because why is my computer spazzing okay i think it's recording woot woot hi guys welcome back to the podcast i'm your host av and i'm really excited to be sharing this information with you today so today we're going to talk about music business studying music business getting a degree in music business because it's definitely up for debate if you want to be in the music industry and whether or not you actually need it, if you want to be an artist, I think it's important to talk about both sides. And I'm going to convey the perspectives that I've gained myself, personal experience from two different colleges. And I'm also going to convey some perspectives that I have gained from talking to other students about this stuff. Now, most of my experience will come from Belmont and obviously will be biased towards like Belmont specific program and everything like that. I can't speak for all music programs, but what I can do is speak on the material and how it's helped me directly in the music industry and um, talk about like what hasn't helped me and things like that. So to start, you're thinking about studying music business. Let's talk about what you actually want to do or what you think you want to do in the music industry, right? So I'm an artist. I've always wanted to be an artist. And so this was up for debate for me, for sure. Um, Was it going to be worth it? Do I really need it? Things like that. So obviously, I did decide to go with music business because there were some people and things and pressures from society saying that you should go to college and get a degree, right? Okay. Now, for a while... um, my parents and I did discuss me just like moving down to Nashville to start performing and being an artist on my own and just like live here rather than getting a degree. Um, We did discuss that. And again, it was more of just like them being like, you should get a degree or like the pressures of everyone being like, you should go to college. So hmm. I want to start by saying, I think it really depends on what you think you want to do right? So if you want to be an artist, let's think about what kind of music do you do? Where do you want to end up location-wise? Is it Nashville? Is it LA? Is it New York? Is it Chicago? Atlanta? You know, those are the main music hubs right now, and I honestly don't even want to say New York, but I looped it in there because it's dying, but it's not dead yet. Um, But, you know, where do you want to end up, and what department of the industry do you want to be in, and things like that, right? Um... If the main goal is to be an artist or a musician or in a band, um, let's go down that route first. Let's do that because that's what I have experience in and that's, I feel like, the majority of people who are debating this. You know, people who are like, yeah, I definitely want to be in marketing, you know, in the music industry. This is not up for debate as much. You know what I'm trying to say? So let's talk about if you're a musician or a band or an artist. So the pros being that you're going to have a well-rounded knowledge of the industry and you're going to be able to protect yourself as an independent artist. That is the biggest takeaway from studying music business, in my opinion. Um, Without studying music business, I would be signing my rights away in so many cases. Examples being singing competitions, The Voice, American Idol, America's Got Talent, the before you even get to the audition you sign your rights away that is a whole different episode that we can go through if you're interested um but you literally sign all of your rights away now would you know that you were doing that if you didn't study music business maybe 
if you had like a knowledge of contract law, maybe, or if you had some sort of legal counseling or if you had a parent or a guardian that was, you know, an attorney or whatever, maybe, but the odds are low. So that would be my biggest takeaway from studying music business is I can thoroughly look through a, any contract, any contract and understand what it means and know what I'm signing up for. That's huge. Here's some more instances that that would be applicable. So singing competitions being one, um, record labels and contracts being two, even publishing deals. I mean, you're still signing contracts when it comes to that stuff. Like people don't think about it. Like everyone thinks when they think a contract, they think, oh, record label, like a 360 deal. Like, you know, you're, you're losing a lot of creative control and stuff like that. Okay, but even publishing deals, like you know how you need to know how to negotiate your way through something like that because it's going to come down to cash advances. It's going to come down to um, what you can provide for them and what they're going to provide in return for you as a songwriter, as a paid songwriter. Even management. Let's say you were an independent artist and a manager found you through TikTok, which, by the way, another whole episode on how TikTok is literally A and R right now, but. Let's say you're an independent artist and you're on TikTok and someone approaches you and they said, hey, I'm not a label, I'm not a publisher, I'm just a personal manager and I want to manage you, I think you're great. You say, oh my gosh, that's so crazy, yeah, I want to be managed, cool, cool, cool. They say, okay, here's a contract, they email it over. You need to know industry standards and know how to negotiate your way through something like that because more often than not your the the manager is always going to fight for a longer contract because they want to have you longer um, and get paid from you longer because a management contract is going to be based off commission so the longer that they get gigs for you the longer they get paid um, so they're going to fight for something much longer and they're also going to fight for a bigger percentage of commission you know they're going to fight for a 10-year contract with 20 percent commission on any gig they get you here's where you get in trouble you're a new artist, you have nothing to show for yourself right now. And they're going to say, well, 10 years because, you know, we need time to build you up. Okay, well, guess what? An artist can have one manager, but a manager can have several artists. So if they, they think you're all right, but they have an artist that's a little more advanced than you and has more, more to work with, they're going to push you to the side because they know they just locked you into a 10-year contract and they're just going to kind of get you gigs here and there and say, oh yeah, you know, you, we just need time. We just need time to build you up. We need time. Then you get to the end of the 10-year contract and what did they do? Not much, but you signed a 10-year contract with hopes that they would do what they needed to do. Not saying that this is every case. I'm saying what could happen. You know, this is the stuff we talk about in class that is really in- interesting and it- um, important. Um, there's so much I could go into about that, but my point in saying all of this is like my biggest takeaway from studying music business has been contracts and learning industry standards and having negotiating power because I'm knowledgeable of the music industry. I could go into a meeting like that and say, listen, I could do a five-year contract and I want to start with 15% and then you know, at five years, we can reassess and increase to, you know, 20% at that five-year mark or halfway through, depending on this, 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 and this, 
like having a conditional contract. If we get to this, then we can increase percentage. Like there's negotiating power in experience and in uh, knowledge of the industry. So that is the biggest pro. Okay. So here's the thing though. Okay. So that's just contracts. All right. Another big pro of understanding the music business, having a knowledge of it is getting into depths of copyright. That shit goes on forever. Like it's the legal shit that you're like, I don't know what to do with myself. I had no idea that like all of this mattered and was important until you get into a copyright class and you get to the end of your class and you're like, oh my God, like the mistakes I would have made if I hadn't known all of this stuff. You know what I mean? So here's a great example. Um, So it was the first few weeks of my copyright class and we were talking about the basics of copyright, you know, what separates copyrights, patents, trademarks, okay? And we were talking about trademarking a stage name. And so apparently there's a lot that goes into it that I have since learned, but otherwise would have had no idea. Um, So basically, without giving you a whole entire spiel on, without teaching the class, um, basically I found out that um, there is a boy band out in Italy that has the same stage name as me. And there's not any reciprocal agreements between the U.S. and Italy that has the same copyright laws, which means that I'm good and they're good and we could both have the same stage name because we're in different countries with different copyright laws. Does that make sense? I could go into depth if anyone is curious. DM me on Instagram at underscore avmusic. Um, If anyone is super curious, please do. But basically, I would never have known that if I didn't take this class and that was just in my case. Like what if there was another, what if there was a boy band in the United States that had the same stage name and for whatever reason, one of us blew up on TikTok, one person could sue the other for having the same stage name based on certain things. I don't want to get into it because it's literally, it could get so complicated so fast, especially with like a fake scenario. I could literally go down so many different avenues. Um, avenues, sorry, that's annoying. Um, (laughs) but what I'm saying is I would have never known all that. I would have never known how to look up my stage name in the, um, trademark database. Like I would have never known any of that. And I could have gotten sued if there was someone that had the same stage name. And for some reason, one of us got successful and then someone decided to be petty. So, (laughs) or not petty, just legal, like, you know, um, I think this something recent happened with Lady A, Lady Antebellum, because there was an artist who named herself Lady A. Um, I don't know when she came about, but obviously Lady Antebellum is much bigger and more successful, but that doesn't matter because it's actually based on when you first start using it, using the stage name consistently. So at the actual artist, Lady A, must have been using her stage name prior. And even though she's much smaller than Lady Antebellum, it doesn't matter. But the reason being, Lady Antebellum changed their um, their stage name recently to be more inclusive of BLM and stuff like that. Um, so they changed it to Lady A, and then the artist, Lady A, ended up trying to sue them, or I don't know the whole case, but... I think she did end up suing them and basically being like, yeah, I'm this baby artist and I've only 
um, done this much compared to you guys, but I started using it first consistently. So you guys can't backtrack and use a different name, even though they have obviously a lot more authority and credibility. So I don't know what ended up happening. I think there was a case. I think there was some sort of settlement. I don't know what it is now. Um, I think they did successfully change to Lady A. Lady Antebellum changed to Lady A. So there must have been some sort of settlement. I have no idea. I have no idea. I'm not even going to make it up. But the point of the story, this is all really important to know because even people like Lady Antebellum obviously tried to change and they didn't, they were not aware of this other Lady A. And they got themselves into a copyright infringement case, you know, a trademark case. So it's very, very important. And copyright is a very big deal when it comes to writing songs. Obviously, it's literally in the news all the time. And I think it's so funny because, like, these big artists that get in trouble with copyright infringement all the time, like, they have legal counsel. Like, you would think that the legal counsel would, like, carefully review their songs and things like that um, before they get put out into the world to try to save them from infringement. Ed Sheeran has had like six different copyright infringement cases. Like, dude, are you blatantly copying or are people out to get you? I don't, I, I don't know, but he keeps getting sued. And I'm like, all right, well, obviously some, like the common denominator is you, hon. Like, and I love Ed Sheeran, but like, hello, why do you keep getting sued, dude? Anyway, um, so copyright infringement is very important. And if you're going to teach yourself anything, from music business, get two textbooks on contracts and copyright law. Very important to protect yourself. Okay. So like I said, those would be the biggest pros of studying music business is having the knowledge to protect yourself as an independent artist or someone in the industry. Some other pros would be if you're unsure where you want to work in the industry you know, college and studying music business could be a really great buffer for you to try to figure that out, an exploration period, if you will. Like, you are going to take so many different classes that are going to teach you about different corners of the industry, and you will get a taste of each and be able to decide what you like and what you don't. And, you know, you'll probably have some surprises here and there. Um, Like, I never thought I'd like publishing, and I ended up having two different huge internships in publishing that I loved, and they were fabulous. And Um, some really good things came out of it. So that's a really good uh, example of exploring the industry. And that's me, someone who has been sure that I want to be an artist for years. But getting to explore the different parts of it and then having a knowledge of publishing from the inside and being able to apply it as an artist, like that's also really important. That's a huge pro. Um, Understanding how record labels work and on the different departments that need to collaborate to be able to promote an artist. Um, That's huge, even if you want to be an artist, like knowing what needs to happen for you to be able to get to where you want to be. Honestly, like that's been a really big thing for me too. These are all very big pros because obviously you could see that I loved my (laughs) music business education and I'm really upset to be like ending it in a few months because I've really enjoyed every single class that I've taken and it's helped me so much with my career. I feel so prepared to be an independent artist because I've taken literally so many classes um, that have prepared me and educated me on different corners. For For example, like obviously you have your fundamental classes. You have copyright, you have contracts, you have publishing, you have marketing, management. Um, I think that's all of your 
Yeah, I think that's your like fundamental classes. Then you have electives if you go to a school like Belmont where, I mean, I've taken a tour merch class. I've taken a touring class, public relations. I've taken um, A&R. I've taken personal growth and fame that's the one I'm taking right now like really like (laughs) like it's just and obviously these are Belmont things I don't know if this is a you know a common thing in music business programs but it's been so helpful and it's been I, I I feel like I know this podcast is called pop star in training but like seriously I feel like Belmont just is an academy for pop stars and training. Like, I swear to God, because most of us just want to be musicians or artists or in a band. And so we're all taking these classes and it's actually like all helping us. We're all, we all end up coming out with either jobs in the industry to fund our music or the knowledge and the expertise and the education and the connections to pursue our music full time. That's really rare. That's really, really rare. Um, Like, if I had just studied business, let's say, at a school in, I don't know, I guess in New York, like, if I had just studied business, that would have been fine, but I definitely wouldn't have come out with the experience and the education to be able to apply it to music. And for those who don't know, my music business degree is going to be a bachelor's of business administration so you are taking all of the business classes that you would normally take if you were just studying business so it's like a two-in-one you know a lot of these classes are geared towards music even though they're business classes like for example I'm in strategic management right now and that is just like a core management like business class right like everyone has to take management when you're taking business when you're studying business but we talk a lot about how it applies to the music industry because most of us in that class are music business. So we're learning how to, if you were an artist in a room where you had to, you know, tell people what to do and manage people on your team, like, you know, as an independent artist, you need people to help you. Um, So how are you going to manage those people and how are you going to be strategic about your company? Because that's what it is. It's a business. Your own music is a business. And how are you going to be strategic about setting yourself apart, having competitive advantage as an artist and managing the people who are going to help you get there? Like that's huge. That's so huge. Um, So the fact that we get to talk about stuff like that in strategic management is really 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 impressive and amazing and I am forever grateful it's so cool um so sorry I keep covering my face while I'm literally making a podcast speaking into a microphone imagine anyway okay another huge pro of being in a music business program is the connections and this is a huge thing for Belmont it's a huge thing for music cities it's a huge thing like networking is obviously so important the music industry is a relationship industry. So I found that I've met so many people and had so many opportunities solely because I studied music business at Belmont. And maybe not just at Belmont, like I studied music business, you know what I mean? Um, I, I, I really do a lot of the time thinking about like, okay, what would have happened if I actually just moved here four years ago and just said, I'm moving into an apartment and I'm just gonna start gigging. I think it would have been a whole lot harder to get the ball rolling. You know, um, if, I, if I'm being realistic, I would have physically moved here and I would have started going to writer's rounds and, you know, just introducing myself to people because I was nobody 
didn't no one I knew no one like you know what I mean or I would have known no one and I would have just been like hi I'm new to town and I want to play and that's fine and it probably works for a lot of people I do know a lot of people that um did not study music business and just like showed up in Nashville and they are doing great and good and fine what I'm saying is studying music business has given me a community of classmates that yes I've been able to grow with and learn with but collaborate with that is huge like I would have shown up here and been like hi everyone at like a writer's round said hello to people yeah let's co-write let's co-write here and there great grand and then moved on with my life and that works that works it happens it works right but coming here like every single class is a networking event. You know what I'm trying to say? Like I get to see these people and work with these people and do group projects that are writing songs together and producing songs together and making artist pitches and all sorts of stuff with my classmates. Like that is literally handed to me because I study music business. And I am so extremely, extremely privileged in that way. Like I'm so thankful to have that be a part of studying music business that community is so important is it possible to get gain that community by just moving here and not studying music business or moving to LA or moving to to another music hub yes it's possible of course and with time and effort and energy and going to you know rounds every single day yes that is completely doable I'm saying that it's become a little easier to get that ball rolling because I chose to study music business and be surrounded by those people daily, you know? Um, Another few pros are I'm obviously being taught by professors who have experience in in the industry and a lot of them have posed as mentors for me. I think about it all the time. Like if I had just come here without that, I would not have had mentors unless I really seek them out and did that on my own. But again, it's like an opportunity and a connection and something that is part of studying music business is having those professors. I mean, my, even my survey of music business class, which was my first music business class at Belmont, my professor was, um, on the board of the Grammys. Like, really? I don't know if that's just a Belmont thing. I really have no idea, but like, that's huge. That's huge to have a connection like that. And, um, I know another person who's taking, I don't know, publishing right now or something, and their professor brought in his Grammy. Like, what? (laughs) Um, And just a lot of our professors are, like, super, super, super well-connected in the the industry. They're super experienced. My – one of my professors right now is literally on tour, like, at the same time as at teaching – as teaching. Like, he – he performs every single weekend in a different city with his band and then shows up on Tuesday for class. (laughs) Like, it's wild, but it's – it makes for such – helpful application in the classroom because they're teaching this curriculum that yes is a curriculum and yes was like formed by by an academic but they're teaching it as someone who has direct experience even today currently in that field and can tell us stories of how it applies in their life currently you know what I mean that is such an advantage Um, Another advantage is the events that Belmont puts on. Again, is this common for every single music business program? I don't know. But we have events close to daily for the Curb College students, which is music students. And 
we bring in industry professionals and they do panels. They do Q&A panels. And we get to sit in and listen to them speak and then go shake their hand after and get their business card. Huge. Huge deal. Huge. That is such an advantage. I hope prospective uh, Belmont students are listening to this. I really hope because I literally can't say enough good things about Belmont. You know what? I can because I will get to the cons <laughs> soon. Um, not necessarily towards Belmont, but just like in general, the cons of it. Uh, hi, update. It's Amanda editing. I've decided to make this a part one episode. Um, so go check out part two to hear about the cons and how to maybe consider a DIY music business degree. So that'll be in the next episode. Thanks for listening, guys. And I'll talk to you soon.